it was like, amen, when the Spirit of the Lord moved on me and I danced and I shouted. Let me tell you, whatever pleasure is out there in the world, it's nothing compared to joy unspeakable and full of glory. How the devil will absolutely torment you. Do you think you're going to go to hell and never feel tormented? Amen. You know what's going on in your mind right now. You know the pressure. You know the way the devil talks. You know the way the devil drives you. Amen. He tells you you cannot quit. You cannot get free. You cannot ever get rid of the devil. You cannot ever break the habit. Can you imagine what he will be like in hell. Amen. The number one main thing is to reach the lost for Jesus Christ. Oh, yes, we must preach with a burden that the blood of Jesus Christ still cleanses from all sin. Hello. Thank you for tuning in to Holiness Preaching Online podcast. Here is a great sermon from a great Pentecostal holiness preacher. I've got I've got four pages of notes. <clears throat> Amen. I'll try my best to make those four pages go fairly quick, uh, but um, I don't make any promises. Praise the Lord. Amen. But uh, we want to do our best. I'd sure like to see somebody get help tonight. Wouldn't you like to see somebody get help? Amen. You've heard me tell it many times. You know, we're not here. This is not a talent show tonight. This is not the John Burdine show. No, we're here to get help from the Lord. I need help just as much as you need help tonight. And we'd sure like to see the Lord help and move in this altar here tonight. And God to deliver somebody. Acts chapter number 16, beginning in verse number 16. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. Thanking you, God, for your goodness to us here tonight. We're so very thankful for your word. God, I know that the Holy Ghost breathed on these men to record these deeds and words. And God, and you moved upon them, God, to have the word of God fresh here today. God, I pray for fresh manna for this congregation to receive help from the Lord tonight. God, I thank you for your word, all that it is, all that it means for us in this dark and wicked hour in which we're living in. God, I pray for this preacher tonight. God, to preach with an unction and a boldness and a burden that comes from God above. Praying, God, that you'd meet us in this altar. God, that you'd do a great work that nobody else could do. For, Lord, when we know that's done, God, you'll receive the glory. For you're worthy of it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 16, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination. If you have a Thompson Chain study Bible, you'll notice in the margin next to verse number 16, under the topic of divination, 
there is a phrase there right under that topic of divination that says, or of Python. Or of Python. And that verse there that we read, the spirit of divination, spirit of divination literally translated, it's translated spirit of Python. Spirit of Python. A certain damsel possessed with a spirit of Python. Now this young lady that had been following Paul and the other men that were with him preaching the gospel, what she said, Brother Jim, sounded good. These men are the servants of the Most High God which show unto us the way of salvation. How can you argue with a statement like that? What she said sounded good. Even though the words she said were good and true, Paul discerned that there was a spirit behind that. Amen. And so the Lord will be my helper tonight. I want to preach on there's a spirit behind that. There's a spirit behind that. She had the spirit of Python. Even though she was speaking words that seemed tr so true and applicable, but nevertheless, behind her words, her deeds, her heart was motivated by the spirit of Python, the spirit of divination. Now, I do want to stand firmly right here tonight with the camp of those that believe the only good snake is a dead snake. Now I know there's some that feel, you know, we got to love snakes because of this, and we've got to love snakes because of that, and this and that, and, you know, just love snakes, love snakes. That's fine. That's fine. If they're out in the woods, if they're out in the jungle, if they're out in the desert, there can be all the snakes there wants to be out there. But I tell you what, Brother Jim, if there is a snake anywhere close to me or my family, I'm going to do anything I possibly can to kill it. Amen. I know there's different, you know, opinions about those things, but amen, I am firmly with the camp that believes the only good snake is a dead snake. Anybody agree with that little statement there? Amen. We know that pythons and boa constrictors, boa constrictors, they kill their prey differently than poisonous snakes. Vipers strike fast and release their venom into the veins of their victim, and that victim dies by poisoning. Pythons, on the other hand, when they attack their victim, they get a hold of them, and they end up squeezing them to death. Their bite, while it may be scary, and their bite may be painful, amen, but their bite is not lethal. But if they can get their body wrapped around you or some part of you and they are determined enough and nothing else intervenes, slowly but surely, that python, that constrictor, what will it do? It will squeeze the life out of you. And I know there were some that would say, now, now, what are you afraid of, Brother John? It is very rare for a snake to swallow a man your size. And I know that. It's very rare for a snake to swallow a man my size. But you know what? There's little ones around here. Hmm. There's little ones around here. I got two little boys. No offense, Nathan. Amen. Amen. I've got a little wife. 
And that venomous, excuse me, a boa constrictor snake might look at me and say, I'm hungry, but I, I ain't got that. Amen. But if he gets his eyes on my little wife, amen, he's going to have a fight on his hand. Amen. And you know what? Uh, uh, the apostle Paul, I'm sure, when this little woman, this damsel, this young girl, I know that apostle Paul was not weak enough to be deceived by the words that she said. I'm sure he was concerned about others that were around him and realizing even though she's saying what's right, the spirit's not right behind it all. Amen, and that's why as a pastor, amen, and you too as well, we must always be on guard for the spirit of Python that things slip in, that things sneak in and among us and they seem harmless. They may talk good. They may talk well. Amen. You might not see their hearts. You may not see their motives, but behind it all, when the Holy Ghost reveals there's a spirit behind that, you're going to take it a little bit more serious. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. All throughout the Bible, the devil is referred to as a serpent. And yes, many times he attacks his prey like a vicious, venomous viper, like a rattlesnake or a cobra. We read how the devil strikes at Job. And in one day, he loses nearly everything that he has. He loses all of his 10 children. Oh, God. Not too long after that, the devil strikes again. And he afflicts Job with sore boils from the top of his head to the sole of his feet. I know the devil strikes like a venomous viper. There David was and he looked out over and he saw Bathsheba taking a bath. And what happened? That venomous viper smote David's heart and he brought her into his own house, committed the sin of adultery. But yet that venomous viper struck again. David, you got to have his, her husband killed. And he had Uriah put in the hot, the hottest part of the battle and had the men draw back for him and him to be slain in battle. I know the devil strikes hard like a venomous viper. Amen. Hallelujah. The devil struck at Jesus. Amen. Guess what? He missed every time. Amen. But you want the devil struck at Jesus while he was there in the wilderness with the Esther all alone. Amen. No angels by his side. No Peter, James, and John. No Peter with the sword in his hand. It's just him and the devil. And how does the devil come after Jesus? If thou be the son of God. And he comes again. If thou be the son of God. And he comes a third time. If thou be the son of God. The devil struck at Jesus like a venomous viper but I'm glad to tell us here tonight the devil missed every time. Amen. But many times as well, the devil uses tactics and characteristics that of a python. He slowly but surely surrounds his victim. And little by little, and with each exhale, he tightens a little more. And he tightens a little more. You know, sometimes you may not see the danger in a lot of things, but there's a lot of things you better be careful with because there's a spirit behind that. Help me, Holy Ghost. 
Now, I'll say this right here before I move on. I am not one of those that think there's a demon lurking behind in every, lurking behind hiding behind every corner. I don't think there's a demon hiding behind every corner. And things that happen bad are not always the devil. Just life. We're just humans. We live in a fallen world. Bad things just happen. You get flat tires. A, a rock comes up from the dump truck in front of you and breaks your uh, windshield. You know, it's not a demon. It's just, it's just life. Hey, man, I do know that. But I also know that we're in a warfare. A warfare going on between the spirit of God and the spirit of this world. If our Christian life was going to be so easy, why are there so many scriptures such as this in our Bible? Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 6 and 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Ephesians 6 and 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Galatians 6 and 9, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. 1 Peter 4 and 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened unto you. Amen. I know here tonight that the devil will do his best to come at you from every angle that he possibly can. Amen. And squeeze in every area of your life that he possibly can. Amen. And there are so many things we need to be on guard for. There are so many things we need to be watchful for because there are so many things that have spirits behind them. Can you say amen? How many know that in the beginning God created male and female? But we know like a python the devil has slowly looked at that target. Even though God made a, a simply plain distinction between Adam and Eve. We know what the devil's desire was to distort that distinction between a man and a woman. And amen, it's been going on and on and on for a long time. Can you say man? God only created two genders, male and female. Even in the DNA, it is plainly seen that a man has an X and a Y chromosome and females have two X chromosomes in them. In your DNA that God put in there, you're either a man or a woman. Can you say man? I heard a scientist say one time on the radio, you can identify to any gender that you want to identify with but when you die and your body decays and all that's left is your bones, scientists can easily determine if you were a male or a female simply because of the structure of your bones. Hmm? And I know you might be thinking, well, blah, 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 brother John, you're, 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 you're way out there. You're way out there in left field. Ain't nobody dealing with that. Ain't nobody struggling with if they're a man or they're a woman or whatever's going on. But can I tell you here tonight, this stuff didn't start and happen overnight. Amen, it's been slowly squeezing, amen, humankind and society to distort the distinction between male and female. Can you say Amen. 
Amen. I know men laugh and scorn the verse Deuteronomy 22 and 5. The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment, for all that do so are abomination unto the Lord. I know men are critical and criticize 1 Corinthians chapter 11 that teaches us that a woman is to have long to let her hair grow and that men should keep their hair cut short. Amen. Let me tell you, it doesn't surprise me that those things are out in the world. Amen. Because that's the world. But what surprises me is when those things are in the house of God. Why? Because there's a spirit behind that. I said there's a spirit behind that. Amen. And you might be big enough to handle it. Amen. But I'm preaching and I'm protecting some young ones in this house here tonight. I said I'm preaching. I'm trying my best to protect some young ones from the power of the python. That spirit got to get a hold of people and get a hold of them and they'll want to shake it off. They'll want to get free from it. They'll want to quit it. And it has got a hold of them. You better be careful what you dabble with. You better be careful what you play with because there's a spirit behind that. I believe we need men and women to be the men and women God created them to be. Can you say amen? We don't need little girls with bobbed hair and blue jeans climbing trees and playing with Tonka trucks like a tomboy. We don't need little boys with flowing hair wearing pink and playing with dolls like little girls. Why? Because there's a spirit behind that. There's a spirit. And this world may say, it's okay. That's okay. What do you? What's the big deal? What's the, what's the big deal? And just like the damn saw, what she said, it made sense. It looked fine to a lot of people, but the man of God realized uh, there's a spirit behind that, uh, and I'm going to do my best to stay away from it. Can you say amen? Uh, I don't believe the child of God, uh, amen, has any right dabbling and dealing with the things of this world. Uh, I still believe it's God's plan, and I still believe it's God's will for us to come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. Uh, oh, why? Because if you're not careful there'll be something that'll get a hold of you that you cannot shake loose and get rid of hey man something else I think there's there's a spirit behind it something else and I've never preached this before but that that just I just I I just I'm going to preach it tonight something else I think there's a spirit behind is CBD you hear it advertised and promoted everywhere. CBD, 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 CBD is the second most prevalent active ingredient in cannabis or marijuana. Hmm? Hey Amen. There are CBD drops, capsules, smoothies, CBD coffee, CBD salad dressing, CBD vape pens, CBD gummies, CBD topical rub, CBD cocktails. You all try to say that five times real fast. Amen. Amen. But you and of course the proponents of CBD. Amen. They say it cures everything under the sun. Amen. And you all, they say, hey man, you can have just this little bit of marijuana. It don't have no high. It don't have no THC in it. It's not going to make you high. It's not going to affect you like that in any way. Hey man, but why is it that in every state where there is the recreational use of marijuana legalized, why first did they legalize CBD? That part of the hemp 
plant, cannabis plant, the marijuana plant that they say is not hallucinogenic, you know. But why is it that they, they pass that first? Oh, yeah, that's fine. Hey, man, you go ahead. It helps this. It helps this. It cures this. It cures that. It does that. Hey, man, but how come they always pass CBD in a state and not very long afterward they pass smoking marijuana for recreational use? Hey, man, I tell you what it is. It's the spirit of Python. Hey, man, you know what it's doing? Hey, man, if CBD is, it's opening the door to making marijuana legal in Indiana. And I tell you right now, John Burdine don't want no part of it. Hey, man, John Burdine don't want his boys growing up in a state hey, man, where they can just go down to the gas station and buy five or six joints and get high and get stoned out of their head. Hey, man, no, I tell you what we need to do. We still need to stand. We still need to fight. We still need to preach what is right. Can you say amen? Amen. I took a screenshot of it. I seen it a while back. As you can tell, it's old, but headline November the 15th, 2021 on the WRTV news app said, this was the headline. I took a screenshot if you want to see. Indiana Democratic Party pushes marijuana legalization in state. For the 2022 upcoming election, one of the things the Democrats is wanting to put on the ballot is for marijuana to be legalized in Indiana. There's 18 other states in the United States. It's, there's, you, can, you can smoke all the weed you want to smoke, and you're fine. The cop pulls you over. Hey, dude. Hey, man. They can't do nothing about it. It's all legal. It's all legal. And you know how it started? It started with CBD. Amen. Sneaking in there. I tell you what, I don't think a child of God has to do anything with a mind-altering drug. Can you say amen? Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. There shouldn't be my, amen, whether it's on the street or whether it's some prescription pill you get from the pharmacy. Amen. We don't have the children of God strung out on Hey man, mind altering drugs. Hey man, I tell you what we need. We need to realize there's a spirit behind some things, and you better be careful, and you better be watchful, because if you're not careful, that thing will get a hold of you. Hey man, you got yourself convinced it's okay. You got yourself convinced it's all. You're speaking good, but there's a spirit behind it. Amen. Amen. My Bible tells me to abstain from all appearance of evil. Would anybody be offended here if you walked into church tonight and I was sitting up here, had me a can of Bud Light? Anybody be offended? Pastor John's up there drinking a beer. Oh, it's non-alcoholic. Fooled you. I just like the taste. You know what? I don't do that stuff because I avoid the very appearance of evil. I don't want nothing to do with it. You're not going to catch me around and not going to catch me with it, not even nothing any close. No, no. Why? Because it's God's will for us to avoid the very appearance of evil. Why? Because there are some spirits that get behind that. Amen. You might be as spiritual as, as Mount Everest and you think you can handle it. But let me tell you, my friend, that spirit of Python gets wrapped around you and gets a hold of you. Amen. It'll take nothing else but the Holy Ghost of heaven. 
heaven, heaven to deliver your soul. I tell you what the best thing you need to do is to stay far away and abstain from the very appearance. I'm not even getting close to it. I'm not even doing I'm staying as far away as I can from evil and staying as close as I can to the great God of heaven. Hallelujah. Something else holiness churches preach against years ago and we still preach against today is rock and roll music. Because there's a spirit behind that. There's a spirit behind that. We know that Lucifer was created as a beautiful and musical angel. Ezekiel gets the, the vision of him. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. Sardis and topaz and the diamond and beryl and onyx and the jasper and the sapphire and the emerald and the carbuncle and gold. The workmanship of thy tablets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou wast created. And so when God and however many eons ago created the archangels, Michael and Gabriel and Lucifer, we get a description of Lucifer here in this verse. Beautiful, all these gems, some in this created being, these pipes, in these in these tabrets, these tambourines, these noisemakers, in this angelic being. My in his original state, Brother Jim, he must have been a beautiful angel. Wow. Amazing angel, an anointed cherub. Wow, to make music to the God of heaven. Wow. But one day iniquity was found in him and the pride of his heart, thinking he was better than anybody else in heaven, caused him to fall down to the pits of hell. Hey Amen. I want to tell you here's something. There's a spirit behind that. Hey Amen. Why? Because we know, hey Amen, that the devil, what does he do? Hey Amen. He likes to get into music. Music has very powerful effects for good and for bad. I know, I'm a musician. Good, sanctified music encourages us to worship God. Evil, corrupt music corrupts the mind, the heart, and the soul. Evil. How can a child of God get any benefit from music that glamorizes illicit sex, profanity, rebellion, witchcraft, Satan, drug use, and all evil sensuous desires. How can a child of God get any benefit from that rot and junk? Amen, it is not possible. Amen, yes. I know that the rock and roll of the 50s and 60s from the Beatles and Elvis Presley, they sound like nursery rhymes compared to the rock and roll that is pumped out today. But like the spirit of Python, there was a spirit behind that. There was a spirit behind that. Oh, Brother John, what's wrong? Ain't nothing but a hound dog. What's wrong with, 
We all live in a yellow submarine. What's, what's wrong with that? Amen, but years ago, help me, Holy Ghost, years ago, amen, there was a spirit behind that. And instead of taking care of it and getting rid of it, amen, a lot of people allowed that spirit of python to grow and to get worse. And now we see the effects and the fruits of it here in 2022. Amen, you can definitely see the spirit behind it all. Amen, let me tell you here tonight, amen, the best thing we need to do, amen, is to abstain from all appearance of evil. How can you fulfill the scripture and listen to rock this scripture and listen to rock and roll? This is what Paul said in Philippians 4 and 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. How can you hold to that verse right there, just that one alone, and listen to the rock and roll? Hey, man, you, you can't. You can't. I tell you, the best thing that you could do, hey, man, is to go home and gather up all your Beatles and your Elvis Presley and your Grateful Dead and your Rolling Stones and your Jimi Hendrix and your Michael Jackson and your Metallica and your ACDC and any other garbage like that that you can find on an album or a tape or a CD, gather them up, throw them in a garbage bag, throw them in the dumpster, or bring them to church, and we'll burn them out back. And why? Because there's a spirit behind that. I said there's a spirit behind that. And you might think, hey man, oh, this is good words. It's, hey man, I tell you, you better be careful. Hey man, for a lot of things. Hey man, it may sound good. Hey man, the words might be all. Hey man, you better be careful because there just could be a spirit behind that. Come on, let's ask the Lord to have his way here tonight. God, we love you. God, we love you. God, we love you. I hope you understand my heart here tonight. I'm not trying to be hard. I'm not trying to be harsh. I'm not trying to be hateful. But I feel something burning in my soul to sound the alarm. Sound the alarm. Brother Johnny, what would you do? If somebody walked in the door and said, "Uh, Johnny, there's a big Burmese python got loose and he's almost got a man of joy swallowed. Huh? Would you take that easy? Well, I hope she's okay. Huh? Every one of us would run out of this church fast as we could if we could save little Amanda Joy from the clutches of a python because you feel the urgency. There's a life at stake. There's a soul at stake. And if you don't take a lot of these things serious, that spirit of Python. Help me, Holy Ghost. Amen. I know Sister Julie knows this as well. My wife and you know, their, their family, 
You know, a lot of them started out in holiness, living good for the Lord, living good for the Lord. But, but they'll tell you, a lot of them started laying holiness standards aside and picking up the world and picking up the world. And it wasn't just a little bit here. It started out just a little bit, this little thing here and picked up this and, and just picked up that. Even before very long, it drug them out so far away from God. Just that little thing got a hold of them and slowly but surely squeezed and squeezed the life out of them and took them out of the house of God, took them out of the choir, took them out of the pulpit and drug them out into a world. I tell you what, we better be careful. We better be on guard. No matter how good it may look to the eye, amen, we need something amen, on the inside that'll let us know it may look good, it may sound good, but I feel there's an evil spirit behind that. I said, I feel there's an evil spirit behind that. Back to Acts chapter 16, and we'll close. 16 and 17. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Even though that girl was saying what was good, Paul discerned the python spirit behind it all. But I want you to know here tonight as I close, Paul was filled with a more powerful spirit than the python spirit. He was filled with the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God. And he commanded that spirit to come out. And guess what? He did. That spirit of Python may have been big and strong and bad, but I tell you what, when the Holy Ghost rose up in Paul, amen, and said, she said enough, she's created enough commotion, she's created enough distraction, the Holy Ghost has taken over now, amen, and when Paul said those words and commanded, amen, him to come out of her in the name of Jesus Christ, he came out, amen, hallelujah, amen, how many agree that there's a higher power, there's a higher power, there's a higher power than all the power of the devil and the saints of God can live victorious over every spirit that comes our way. Amen. I'll close with this here tonight. Amen. I looked, I looked, I searched, I searched trying to find how to survive a python attack. There wasn't much hope. I just tell you that way. The best thing I could find, the best advice I can give you here tonight, like one man said, is that when you feel the snake around you, you take your knife and you stab him as many times as you possibly can. That's if you got a knife. And that's if he don't already got a hold of your arm that's closest to your knife. Amen. But if you can... You get your knife 
and you stab and stab and stab and stab and stab as much as you can. Amen. You know what? I, I, my, my boys, my boys have a, a, a pretty good knife collection going on to be 15 and 12 years old. But you know what? All the knives that my boys have, they can stab them at every demon and every devil and it wouldn't do a thing. Amen. But I tell you what we do. Amen. We do have a sword. Woo! I said we do have a sword. I said we do have a sword. Amen. And what do we do? Amen. And every spirit of python comes our way. Amen. We quote the word. I said we quote the word. Just like Jesus said, it is written. It is written. And we gouge him. And we gash him. And we gouge him. And we gash him. And we gouge him. And we gash him with the sword of the word of the almighty God. Hallelujah. We know that when we resist the devil, he will flee. Now, if I was young and skinny, I would run when I say this, but I'm middle-aged and not real skinny, but I'm not too fat. You know, the Bible does say you resist the devil and he will, he will, he will just kind of inch away. Are you sure? Are you sure you mean what you said you mean? Huh? Are, you, are you really serious about Are you pulling my leg? Huh? No, that's not what the devil does. When you resist the devil, he flees. He gets out of there. Whoa! Because there's one thing the devil hates is a child of God that's armed and dangerous. I said there's one thing the devil hates. It's a child of God that's armed and dangerous. And they're armed with the word. And they're anointed with the Holy Ghost. And the devil may come. But I tell you what, there's a higher power. I said, thank God there's a higher power. I said, thank God there's a higher power than the spirit of Python. And we have the Holy Ghost. We have the Holy Word. We have the Holy Heaven. We have the Holy Brethren. I want to praise God tonight. For the power of God. So I give the Lord praise in this house here tonight. Oh God. 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 Come on, let's pray one more time. Ask the Lord to have his way here tonight. God, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Help your people, Lord. Help your people, Lord. Help your people, Lord. Help your people, Lord. Lord. Please again understand my burden. Please again understand my heart. Because, Brother Anthony, I know people I grew up with, preached with as a young preacher, and tonight they are so far gone. So far gone. And it didn't happen overnight. No, it was slowly but surely. The python squeezed at them until there was no breath left. And they squeezed and squeezed. And they just quit. 
and gave up. And I don't want to see it to happen to you. Whoever you are in this house here tonight, there's a greater power than the power of Python. Hallelujah. And I know it's all home folks here tonight. Hey, but Brother Todd, I don't know what else to do but to obey the Lord. If I started judging my, my sermon by my congregation, I, I started way too late to start doing that. I just pray what the Lord gives me. I do my best to preach what the Lord gives me. Amen. To preach to somebody at Shelby Street Pentecostal Lighthouse tonight. There's some things you better be really careful about because there could be a spirit behind that. A spirit. Come on, let's stand all around the house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just bless me. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Lord, we love you. Lord, you're here. God, you're so merciful. You were so merciful to that little damsel. She didn't know what really had a hold of her. But the man of God rebuked the devil and he had to flee. You were so merciful. Please, God, help this congregation to realize I'm not exactly preaching at them, but a spirit that's trying to get a hold of them, that they better be very, very, very careful lest they take him down. Please, God, please, God. And in this altar tonight, I pray for deliverance. I pray for victory. I pray for power. I pray for the glory. Oh, God. Shut up, Monte Peke, shake, hey, 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 hey. Churches worship the Lord tonight. Obey God. Obey God tonight. Obey God tonight. Oh, God. Oh, God. You hear what the Lord said to repent? Your time's coming nigh, it's coming near. Come on, this altar is open. Everybody that can. Come on. Come on. Let's gather in around this altar. Come on. Let's let's pour our heart out to the Lord tonight, everybody. It's early. It's just 825. We got plenty of time to pray. We got plenty of time to talk to the Lord. You got plenty of time to pray it through. Let God and God's Spirit speak to you and help you.
Thank you for tuning in to Holiness Preaching Online Podcast. If you would like more information about sending sermons to us, please send them to holyliving.dylan, that's D-Y-L-A-N, at gmail.com. That's holyliving.dylan at gmail.com. Always feel free to contact us. Once again, thanks for tuning in to our podcast.